The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Everyday Cannabis with host Eva Sativa. This groundbreaking podcast aims to clear the smoke on reefer madness by providing honest, open, and real cannabis talk with no sticks, no seeds, and no shame. Now, here's your host, Eva Sativa. Hola, konnichiwa, bonjour, shalom, namaste, and welcome to another episode of your favorite show about cannabis brought to you exclusively by women who love it. Welcome, I'm your host, Eva Sativa, hobbyist and grower, patient and advocate for, oh, a couple decades now. Cannabis saved my life about four years ago, and it continues to. And I'm joined today by my partner in justice, CEO and cross-pollinator of international consulting firm Pistol and Stigma, as well as Greenlight Drafts, the standard operating procedures and application materials for medical marijuana establishments, and lobbyist Rebecca Gaska. Thank you so much for joining us on our very special post-election blowout today. Hi, Anne. Hi, Rebecca. How are you doing? <laughs> I'm, I'm great. You know, I've kind of been reeling in, um, you know, uh, what is now a, a practical reality of, uh, you know, President Trump. It hurts to even say that, to be honest, but I also get why people are hurting in general. Um, so I've been, I've been kind of down in the dumps, to be honest, but we um, saw an, an amazing, you know, reaction from the rest of our you know, counterparts around the nation who have said that cannabis is okay. Eight out of nine states. So I'm really excited. Uh, Senator Segerblum is here to talk with us about this all today. Um, and thanks for having me. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think that there is this kind of feeling in the air. It's like a part of the collective consciousness of, of our nation that is just a kind of tenuous feeling because we are so divided. But uh, as you just mentioned, we are very thrilled to be joined by an amazingly special guest who championed the medical marijuana program in our 2013 state legislature and helped put into action the framework for our currently operating medical marijuana facilities that we have statewide uh, that I was so proud to be part of the the first uh, operating cultivation facility and dispensary. Um, We have with us our great state of Nevada's most honorable Senator Tick Segerblum. Good afternoon, Senator, and I thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule to be with us to talk about stuff like this today. Oh, I'm, I'm happy to be here, but thank you. But I also want to say that um, listening to Miss um, Gaskin's resume, I can say I honestly um, knew her back before she had all of that fame. <laughs> Take, uh, Senator Tiger Bloom is uh, one of the biggest champions of the work that I did when I was a lobbyist at the American Civil Liberties Union. He consistently stood up um, for challenging issues 
and, um, you know, forced conversations that were supposed to happen and needed to happen. And um, he has always inspired me. Um, so thank you. Sounds, sounds like my kind of guy, for sure. <laughs> well, I've, I've heard you speak, Senator Segerblum, uh, quite a few times. I've been in the audience, and uh, I'm, I'm, I'm one of your biggest fans. Uh, you may not know this, but I moved here from Florida because I'm a patient um, and also my husband. We both quit our, our jobs um, in the contact center consulting and data benchmarking industry and moved clear across the country to the biggest little city in the world to pursue uh, what once would have been thought an impossible dream uh, of not just surviving but uh, thriving, uh, uh, being alive, uh, and also working in the cannabis industry. Um, and uh, by the way, for which we took a pay cut. And uh, people seem to think that everyone is printing money <laughs> in this business, but most, not yet. most of the business people I know uh, uh, are, are in it to give back because their lives were touched in some way, uh, like myself, and they want to help. The many others that are suffering, uh, lost, hopeless, uh, have a chance to try cannabis if they wish to and have safe, laboratory-tested, affordable plentiful options, which we now have in this state, thanks to you. So I really want to thank you personally. And uh, so does my husband, Jeff, and, and my little service dog, Boris, here for being a champion for cannabis in our state <laughs> and for sponsoring the bill that legalized medical marijuana dispensaries in 2013 that fixed a quirk in the Nevada law. Uh, whereby people were constitutionally allowed to have medical uh, marijuana, but couldn't legally purchase it in the state. <laughs> well, you know now, uh, you know as of January the first, uh, people can have it, uh, and, and it's not illegal. Anybody, right? It, yeah, but, as uh, of the election, the, things are a changing. So we're going to talk but, about but, that. Well, <laughs> well, you know, the, the, what what just passed with over a hundred thousand votes in the state of Nevada, which is a huge amount. Um, as of January the 1st, I said that one ounce or less is, is legal. Uh, the only problem is going to be now that, that you can't just go out and buy it. Um, you have to have a medical card. So we need to figure out a way to make sure that we don't create a black market by allowing these people that can have it, um, not giving them a place where they can buy it. So that's my next project. We've got to figure out a way to speed up this regulatory process and maybe even you know, existing places uh, sell it temporarily until we get the, law, the new law implemented. Yeah, that's exactly what I was going to ask you about, because I think Rebecca told me uh, you spoke with Will Adler today and he said, uh, what did he tell you today? Oh, that, you know, that the same thing that that Tick just said, that there needs to be, uh, you know, pressure applied on the department. It needs to be transparent, but it is up to the Department of Taxation. Um, They're charged with seeing this law through. And so we need to have some real conversations about how that's going to look. Uh, because it was well, about on top of that, we can actually, you know, we're going to take a trip to Oregon on the 28th of this month to see how they implement their law early. So I want to get recreational out there this spring in the dispensary, in the current dispensaries, pending implementation of question one, question two, I'm sorry. 
Wow. Yeah, yeah, because I believe uh, that a, a few hundred people uh, showed up at dispensaries. My husband happens to work in at one and uh, thought that they were <laughs> going to be able to purchase <laughs> today. And, and they were really disappointed. <laughs> Damn, I should have been there. I just kind of told them. Yeah, it takes a little time. It takes a little time for these things to happen. That's one of yeah. the things Again, I kind of wanted to, the, 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 to the talk about. The voters have spoken into that, so there's no reason the politician would say, well, let's, why would we hold off? We have a system in place where everything is totally tracked. Uh, all we have to do is flip a switch and make sure the 15% tax is paid. But at the end of the day, uh, we can do this right away on a temporary basis, and then, again, when we have the full implementation and we have the new licenses and everything issued, we can we can put it back in the in the can. But the fact is, right now, we... We need to get this going, and that's what I'm trying. Oregon did that with their legislature, and that's what I'm trying to do. I love it. I'm so glad that you're you're focused on that. I know a, a lot of people are really excited for it to happen now. But before we uh, talk exclusively Nevada, I just wanted, for our listeners' sake, to make sure that everybody is filled in on what happened with the election results on cannabis, uh, because we had nine different states uh, that were voting. And we wanted to make sure everybody knows how it turned out. So we had some medical marijuana votes and some adult use votes. So on the medical marijuana front, uh, my home state of Florida finally passed. Yay. Um, and big and time, so, 70%, I think. 71%, yeah. yes. And, uh, and that's, that, that's pretty good. That's, I'm really... I'm really surprised. Uh, I think I think some of the senior citizens there really came out in uh, in droves for it because uh, I know a lot of the senior citizens here that I speak with uh, are really getting getting into cannabis and and finding uh, especially with the CBD that it is it is really helpful for them. So Arkansas, what happened with Arkansas? It did not pass, correct? No, it did, it did pass. It passed. Oh, it, it did pass. Yeah. Okay. It did yeah, pass. Yeah, so we have two southern states. We have Arkansas and Florida that also have medical. So the reality is people are ready for it. It's just the, the politicians that are scared to death. Then who, which was the one that didn't pass? Did, what, was there one that didn't pass? Arizona. 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 Didn't right. pass the recreational. But they already have and a prescribing medical. That was an adult use. Yes, they have a medical, right. very much like our medical. So at least they have that. So North uh, Dakota passed uh, and Montana passed. And uh, obviously now Nevada and California both have adult use. So that's an interesting uh, juxtaposition or, or you know, we're, we're right next to each other. So um, we're kind of the cannabis belt. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, if you look at the map, West Coast, you have yeah. you have Alaska, Washington, Oregon, California, Nevada. We're like this little West Coast thing, and I think Hawaii is almost there too. So it's uh, it's definitely a, a West Coast flower. We want to be more associated with, with California than, than Utah. Yeah, and now also, but I'm telling you, let me just say this: there's a dispensary in Mesquite, which is right on the border with Utah. And that dispensary is going to make more money than any dispensary. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, I will take that bet. <laughs> and I, I was, I'm excited that Massachusetts also, I went to college at Boston University for my freshman year, and I just can't even imagine uh, Boston uh, with, uh, with 
adult use, that's going to be an interesting, interesting thing to see. College town. Um, uh, I, I think you're going to see a lot, uh, a lot less violence. Oh, <laughs> a lot less bar fights. <laughs> I think it's going to be a, 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 lot, a lot more studying. I think people are going to be more interested and a lot more visits to the planetarium. <laughs> a lot more, all those people getting PhDs at MIT will be doing that on marijuana. <laughs> yeah, so that's, that's to wrap up listeners in case you didn't hear it um, so Florida passed Arkansas passed North Dakota passed Montana passed that's all the medical marijuana and for adult use we have Nevada passed California passed Massachusetts passed and Maine passed and Arizona not this time maybe hopefully next time so um, this is a really good time for us to take a break uh, and then we'll come back and we're going to talk a little bit more about the great state of Nevada with Senator Tick Segerblum, who we're so happy to have with us today. And uh, you are listening to Everyday Cannabis with Eva Sativa. And I'm with Rebecca here. And of course, Boris, my service dog. We'll be right back after this break. Don't forget to give us feedback on what you would like to hear or questions about all things cannabis or or they don't have to be cannabis. Uh, <laughs> they can be personal too. And remember what you learned in school. There are no stupid questions, so don't be afraid to ask. Uh, chances are someone else wants to know. You can write to me at eva at everydaycannabisradio.com and be sure to follow us on social media. Uh, follow me on my, or you can friend me or you can follow me on the show page you know the drill uh or google it if you don't and we'll be right back after these messages oh and also eva sativa 775 that's my handle on instagram and we'll be right back We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Cannabis is your passion, and you've worked hard to build your business. But the industry is evolving. Every day, new regulations make it harder to stay competitive. At Greenlight Drafts, we think compliance should make it easier. Our operations, plans, policies, and procedures can help your business comply with complicated and time-consuming requirements. While cannabis may be your passion, ours is compliance. Call us today at 844-GRN-LGHT. That's 844-GRN-LGHT. Or visit us online at Greenlight Drafts. Do you want your business to change the world? At Pistol and Stigma, we know that the most successful organizations add holistic value to their communities. Our government and community relations professionals use methods that encourage social impact and accountability to develop your mission-driven work. Find out how at PistolandStigma.com or contact us at 1-844-476-5448. That's 1-844-476-5448. Pistol and Stigma, connecting people to policy and you to your community. Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. You are listening to Everyday Cannabis. 
If you have a question or comment about our show, please send an email to Eva at EverydayCannabisRadio.com. That's Eva at EverydayCannabisRadio.com. Now, back to the show. Are back and we are talking about adult use in Nevada. Woohoo! So we are here with the Honorable. <laughs> that, that is Senator. exactly my sentiment. <laughs> yeah, I'll say it for you too. One more time. Woo! <laughs> that, we're here with the Honorable <laughs> Senator Dick Segerbloom and Rebecca Gasca, and we're talking about adult use. It's finally happened, it has arrived. The day is here. I keep pinching myself because I, I, I almost can't believe it. So, I have a question about rural areas. Um, that have put moratoriums on dispensaries here in Nevada, such as Lyon County, Fernley, um, and some areas of Washoe County that had previously said that they did not want any recreational dispensaries. What's going to happen there? Can they can they do that? Can they say that? I mean, um, what 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 happens? Yeah, they, they 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 currently have the right, and they will unfortunately have the recreational too to to basically say what um, they want to have or don't have. And so, even if the people want one, <laughs> yeah, they, especially they as Austin to... saw, but Lyon County, one of the four counties that voted for recreational, and and yet mm-hmm. their their commissioner so far at least it's not Lyon. I mean that Story County, Story County voted in favor of recreational. And their commissioners have said no, but uh, wait, we're we're it's a work in progress. So the main thing yeah, is well, if it's a right, people should that, be able uh, to get it in, in, uh, in it as well as anywhere else. I know there are a lot of people out there who have who uh, who were medical patients, and a lot of people out there who wanted it um, because when I worked at a dispensary, we would uh, you know there would we tried to get a delivery out there once a week, and they tried to do a coalition, and then they were trying because the people want it, uh, or some of them anyway. And, right, uh, they just have to drive thirty miles to get it. Yes, it's a very far drive, and it's it's a very hefty delivery price, something like like three hundred dollars. But if you get ten patients together, then then it, you know you can split it up amongst them, and it's more affordable. <laughs> but yeah, unfortunately, yeah, it is a, it is a it's pretty far drive. Under um, uh, our you know approval of question two. Correct me if I'm wrong, Senator, but um, if people live somewhere outside of 25 miles from a dispensary, they're going to be allowed to grow it at home, right? Right, six up to six plants. But that, uh, six we've plants. learned from the hard way. That's that's really pretty tough. Yeah. So I mean, the rallies we got to figure out a way. You know, I have a bill actually that's going to allow Indian tribes to participate in the system, and that would mm-hmm. address a lot of these rural communities. Now, what about people like myself, uh, actually? I'm kind of curious. So uh, uh, I, I require uh, quite a bit of medication, and usually I will make a tincture or a coconut oil. So even though I do purchase from the dispensaries, uh, it's still not an affordable, viable option for me uh, because, let's say, like a, a, a lozenge would cost $20 and I would take one every four to six hours, so obviously I can't afford a lozenge. Well, well, it, well, 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 recreation won't affect medical. If you have a medical car, you can still grow 12 plants. You can do all the stuff you can do now. 
That's what I wanted to hear. And see, that's what a lot of people don't know, I think. And then where they were afraid that, um, that, that they weren't going to be able to do that. So I want to make sure that everyone hears that loud and clear that you can still grow uh, those 12 plants. That's wonderful. Yeah, that doesn't affect the medical program. Wonderful. And we're See, gonna and that's, to keep reason, that extended. that's the reason why you should have a medical card. Um, you know, exactly. there, there's still reasons why you would want a medical card. Um, here's yeah. a, another kind of interesting question that I, you know, a lot of people have not been getting their medical card because of the uh, CCW concealed weapons permit issue. Um, because if you get your medical marijuana card, then it is rumored that, that you will have your concealed weapons permit taken from you. Now, obviously, everyone that's using recreational, <laughs> you know, they may or may not have a concealed weapons permit. So do you think that this will possibly change the mind of the, the, the sheriff? Who who is is seizing the concealed weapon permits of patients? Well, I think that, unfortunately that's a federal law as far as so I'm not sure we can it'll change that. But the reality is, as you said, maybe we'll buy recreational now, so hopefully that won't be a big issue. But yeah. uh, we've tried to address it, and we'll continue to try to address it. It is a big issue with the patients because uh, you know when I when when I talk to patients um, and people come to me and ask me how do I get a card then and they find out about that that's a deal breaker for a lot of people I I think something like twenty four percent of people or something in Washoe County uh, have concealed weapons permits and um, it's Ugh. and it's it's usually women uh, that that are concerned about it that ask me about it that they're you know concerned about their safety. Yeah. And so I'm. I, I hope I'm hoping that that would kind of loosen up a little bit. Well, at yeah, the federal we're, we're, level, we're very conscious of that issue and trying to do all we can. But there's a lot of federal law involved, so it's not perfect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On the federal issues, um, you know, we just elected a president, Trump, and <laughs> the attorney general, whomever that's going to be, um, is going to be overseeing the DOJ. Um, you know, this industry has been able to flourish under the Obama administration because there were some really important guidances coming out of the Department of Justice um, with the Ogden memo. And then Congress defunded um, the DEA, essentially, keeping them out of the states and the businesses that are operating in the states. Um, do you, what do you think is going to happen with that? Well, I honestly think Trump is, is not the way he wants to you got enough things on his plate and stuff to try to do something to us, but if they reverse the coal memo, that's going to be a huge problem. Yeah. Yeah, the Ogden and the coal memos were what basically gave businesses comfort that um, that they wouldn't have to worry about civil asset forfeiture, um, you know, that they wouldn't have to worry about the DEA knocking down their doors. Um mm-hmm. Yeah. For, for our listeners' sake, you might want to explain what those are, because I don't know if everybody knows what, what those are. Yeah, the Drug Enforcement um, Agency, the DEA, um, is basically the uh, the arm of the government that used to happen quite frequently. Um, uh, you know, go in and tear down grows, um, seize the assets of the people who were there, 
um, shut down dispensaries, threatened to take buildings from landlords who knowingly allowed dispensaries to happen in their premises. Um, and they that, raided. They were exactly. raiding. Yeah, raiding. They were raiding. Mm -hmm. And so um, basically over the last two years, Congress has said, okay, we're not going to actually pay for the DEA to do that. So they stopped mostly and with very, very, very rare exceptions um, have otherwise stopped. But, um, but it's a big problem. I mean, if President Trump and his attorney general decide to swing back the other way, marijuana is still a federally illegal substance. Mm -hmm. That's true. So really that I think is kind of the root of all of um, these issues. I think we need to start having some important conversations um, at the local level, you know, with our politicians. Yes. But man, that, if that changes, then the industry could be in a world of hurt. We'd all be in jail. Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. We could all be rounded up and put in jail. <laughs> I mean, but we all, people, people don't understand that, but yeah, we do take that, that risk every day. Um, still and it could change any day and and that is that is a fear of most people that work in this industry of course but it, it seems like uh not likely <laughs> I, I would i would hope i i definitely hope um <laughs> kind it of would, all i can do <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Hope, hope is 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 uh, all you can do is hope at this point. <laughs> hope and wait and see. Uh, I I would hope that wouldn't be the a big priority, but um, yeah. Uh, I my 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 fear is more that it will be uh a reclassified as a Schedule Two drug, and um, uh, although people say that wouldn't be as scary as I think it is either, um, you know um. One of the things that I've heard about uh, is um, that uh, so, that some dispensaries will be recreational and some dispensaries will be medical, uh, but that there won't be dispensaries that are both recreational and medical in Nevada. And uh, is that is that true, or 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 is that a rumor? <laughs> as far as making the the medical ones recreational. Well, as far as you have to be one or the other, you can't have both. Oh. No, they'll, they'll, they'll have two, two, two counters in them. Oh, okay, cool, cool. So, yeah, just like Colorado. I mean, they'll be a, a very... Um, just like Colorado. I mean, it doesn't have to be, but... Like Colorado, mm -hmm. yeah, but I'm just saying it'll be very... Um, it's very simple if you don't have two. Perfect. That that's great because uh, it would be it, I wouldn't I would imagine most uh, but most dispensaries would not want to want to say goodbye to their medical patients <laughs> that they they've grown to love and care for. Um, and we don't want them to ignore Nevadans. I think ultimately it's going to be Nevadans on medical, and then you know tourists on, on recreational. But we sure. Want to make sure get the get the best price. Yeah, definitely. That's something that we should talk about definitely um, right after the break because we're going to have to take another one of those. <laughs> so um, we'll be right back after a few messages. And don't forget to uh, ask us those questions on Twitter, and we will be sure to answer them, if not on this episode, on the next episode. And we will be right back.
We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Cannabis is your passion, and you've worked hard to build your business. But the industry is evolving. Every day, new regulations make it harder to stay competitive. At Greenlight Drafts, we think compliance should make it easier. Our operations plans, policies, and procedures can help your business comply with complicated and time-consuming requirements. While cannabis may be your passion, ours is compliance. Call us today at 844-GRN-LGHT. That's 844-GRN-LGHT. Or visit us online at Greenlight Drafts. Do you want your business to change the world? At Pistol and Stigma, we know that the most successful organizations add holistic value to their communities. Our government and community relations professionals use methods that encourage social impact and accountability to develop your mission-driven work. Find out how at PistolandStigma.com or contact us at 1-844-476-5448. That's 1-844-476-5448. Pistol and Stigma, connecting people to policy and you to your community. Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. You are listening to Everyday Cannabis. If you have a question or comment about our show, please send an email to Eva at everydaycannabisradio.com. That's Eva at everydaycannabisradio.com. Now, back to the show. And we are back, and there is just so much to talk about. It's so exciting, though, and um, it's a it's a new age. It's it's a it's like a new dawning of a new. It's kind of a revolution, really, um, that uh, so so many states are now uh, having either adult use or medical marijuana. Um, and I I just think it's I don't. How long do you think it will be before uh, all fifty states? Does anyone want to? <laughs> Want to make a guess? Well, I'm saying ten years. I think that's a good guess. I think that's a really good guess. How how long do you think it? Uh, which, if you uh, were to put a guess on it, how long do you think it'll be before Nevadans can uh, go and purchase uh, adult use? I'm saying by the first of July. First of July. Wow, that's great. That's, that's, that's wonderful. But we could do it faster. I mean, it's, it's, it's very simple to do. So, um, I wonder, my, my one concern I have is, um, what does this mean for uh, patients? Do you, do you have any concern about patients getting lost in the system um, as far as the focus being on recreational. I know uh, I, I'm the president of an organization called We Can 775, and that's part of what we do. So I hope that we'll be able to assist in that by just in making sure that uh, medical patients uh, get the care that they need. Yeah, well, that, that's, I have a medical bill, patient's bill of rights, one of my bills. Mm-hmm. And that's the whole point is make sure they don't get lost in the shuffle because at the end of the day, this started out as medicine. Yes, yes, and they're the, they're the ones that they, you know they need it, obviously the most. 
Um, but uh, that's what we, we, we do also is just to make sure that they, they get, uh, they get uh, information and uh, are able to find the right medicine for them. But I think the dispensaries here do a really great job. Uh, the disp- all of the bud tenders are so knowledgeable and they give out really great information. I don't think that you could be uh, an adult use consumer here and walk out of a dispensary and not know about edibles because <laughs> they do a really great job of telling everyone and warning everyone and making sure that people, you know, know how to properly and safely use their medication. Nevada has done an amazingly good job um, as far as, as caring for patients. I, I, I really am impressed personally, um, having been to dispensaries in different states and countries. Senator, do you think that um, the Nevada legislature, now that we you know, shifted what that looks like pretty completely, um, do you think we'll be able to address the per se levels of intoxication, the DUI um, laws? Because uh, I think that's really important for patients. It's really going to depend on the governor. I mean, I know the, the assembly and the senator are there. So it's really... Yeah. And hopefully the governor appreciates that too. I think the industry can really go a long way for that by by, by explaining to them that the reality is the current standards are just are not workable. Yeah, yeah, great. I hope that is a but, real conversation. Yeah, I think in the legislature we're going to be, see very good support and a lot of Republican support. If you look at the vote across the country, across the state, I mean, it was very, it was much bigger than Democrat or Republican. So there's a lot of you know both parties that, that support this. Yeah, we need to get it right. Awesome. Absolutely. Do you have any concerns going forward? Uh, just, you know, the legislature, this is so political, you never know until, until it happens. So there will be lots, of, lots of, um, of issues we have to deal with. But the other thing, I, uh, one of the bills I'll just point out to you while we're talking is I have a bill that allows for public consumption, so you can have marijuana clubs, you can have it in nightclubs, you can have open, out in open arenas, or even in closed arenas for concerts. I think it's real yeah. important because if we're going to have tourism, then we have to be able to, people have to be able to use it without having to worry about it. Uh, yeah, I think Vegas is going to be absolutely uh, a much more fun place to go now. Because <laughs> I'm not much of a gambler myself, and I'm not a drinker either, so now I actually can enjoy Vegas. It's going to be so much fun. <laughs> I don't know if they're going to allow use in, uh, in hotels or not. I'm imagining some, but I, I think that's going to be its own booming business in and of itself, and uh, to, to have you know cannabis-friendly uh nightclubs and restaurants and hotels and, 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 and marijuana massages yes yeah now that is really cool that is something that I, I would be really interested in because they make these great uh, massage oils and stuff like that so when you go to these wonderful spas you can have uh, you know the, the complete treatment with the CBD and the and uh, cannabis oils and, and treatments like that and, and it's Gonna be, uh, they'll do it Vegas style. I can't wait to see cannabis Vegas style because it's gonna be yeah. over the top. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be really cool. I'm, I'm very excited to see yeah. that. <laughs> we do everything bigger and better. 
Yeah, it's gonna. It's definitely. Uh, you know, that here's the question. So, like, what? Yeah, you know, everyone's always been. Oh, is it, who's better, Colorado or California? Now is is now we've got Vegas. So that's going to bring a whole new realm into the picture of, exactly. of, uh, of tourism, right? And, and Reno as well, because I still contend that I think a lot of uh, cannabis users are outdoorsy folks, and they love to snowboard and to ski and to stand up paddleboard and to kayak and to do all those kinds of things. So the Reno, this, this is a good area for it here. And so oh, I think we'll get a lot of that. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Well, I know we already at the dispensary, we're seeing uh, on the weekends a, a good amount of tourism from California. So I would imagine that that will continue, but uh, it will just continue on a much larger scale. People like to try different things and they like to come ski. So now they don't have to worry. They don't even have to worry about traveling across state lines with an illegal substance. <laughs> yeah, that's a really important point, Eva. I think listeners need to still understand that traveling across state lines with marijuana is illegal. Um, Colorado has had, I think, a pretty good response at, you know, at TSA at the airport where you can like leave the stuff behind. But... Um, you know, even driving from California into Nevada, um, if you bring your marijuana with you from California, that's actually illegal. It's crazy. It's like a, an invisible line that people don't know about, but it is because um, because it's still federally illegal, and that's uh, interstate um, trafficking, essentially. So could both could both states agree, <laughs> or is that not is that just not possible? There's is there just no possible way because it's federally illegal to to have interstate traffic between two friendly states. I think that's a question for the senator. Yes, that yeah, is you question. could, but I think for now we we want to make sure they they leave it there and and buy it here. True. <laughs> well, I, I, that's true. And they have some festivals in California, and uh, you know, I, I, I remember. I, I was being selfish. I, I can appreciate the Nevadans like to go to California, but um, yeah. you know, they, uh, you know, our stuff is much is all tested. Theirs isn't. So we have a much much more professional system so far. Yes, I agree. Yeah, I totally agree. <laughs> we, we, we have a very good system here, and our labeling and our lab testing in particular are uh, definitely, I would say, cutting edge. Yeah, and that is a big difference between here and California as well. You know, California um, is working on their regulations for the medical cannabis um, use, and ALMA, the Adult Use Act, just passed yesterday, or sorry, Tuesday, um, and they're trying to figure out their system, but they don't have the level of sophistication that we have in Nevada with the lab testing specifically, um, because it's kind of been such a wild west in California for so long. But we're going to see that turnaround, um, definitely going to have no lack of work to do in California, helping businesses catch up to the level of operations that we see now in this industry. Sounds like a San Bernardino girl who's going home. <laughs> I thought about it. You know, I need, to, I need to check that. I'm really glad you mentioned that because San Bernardino had it on their ballot as well. Um, I'm going to look right now. 
Yeah, and as all these businesses are are, are catching up, it, it's it's going to take them some time over there too. And I, I hope that they look to our our testing as a model, so that the, our testing will be equal to their testing, so that patients aren't confused constantly, <laughs> because we always have California patients coming and being confused because the way some testing is done at some places is a little bit different than the testing it, you know, the way they do it in Colorado. And it can make a difference of, you know, a couple percentage points. And boy, does that mean a lot to people. So um, I hope one day there will be a federal testing standard, even if it has to just be adopted by state by state by state, you know, um, it's not federally mandated or whatever, but so that we can all agree on how things are labeled and it's not difficult to to read the labels um, from state to state. So guess what guys, we have to take another break. Time is flying by as it always does when we're talking about cannabis. Um, And uh, and then when we come right back, um, we're going to talk about the cannabinoid CBC. C as in cat, B as in boy, and C as in cat. And that's can. I, I always butcher it, but it's cannabichromine, right? Cannabichromine, is that correct, Rebecca? I think that's how you say it. Uh, that's how we're going to say it today <laughs> when we come back <laughs> because we like to do a little education when we have time on this show, and today's show was brought to you by the Cannabinoid CBC. We're going to learn all about it when we come back. But um, also, we just want to uh, uh, mention again uh, that um, that Senator Sederblum is going to be going to Oregon. And when are you guys, what are you guys doing? That you're going to Oregon when? Twenty eighth. On the twenty eighth. And and what are you going to be doing there? We're going to be checking out how they implemented their initiative early mm-hmm. to show that how we can do it um, next spring as opposed to wait two years. That is awesome. You guys are. Two steps ahead. Uh, I really, I'm really impressed with the the way the Nevada has as is fast and on the ball. So uh, really, props to you guys. Thank you so much for 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 being on top of it. Uh, so we're going to take a ba- a quick break, and then we'll be right back to talk about the very underrated CBC. <laughs> We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Cannabis is your passion, and you've worked hard to build your business. But the industry is evolving. Every day, new regulations make it harder to stay competitive. At Greenlight Drafts, we think compliance should make it easier. Our operations, plans, policies, and procedures can help your business comply with complicated and time-consuming requirements. While cannabis may be your passion, ours is compliance. Call us today at 844-GRN-LGHT. That's 844-GRN-LGHT. Or visit us online at Greenlight Drafts. 
Do you want your business to change the world? At Pistol and Stigma, we know that the most successful organizations add holistic value to their communities. Our government and community relations professionals use methods that encourage social impact and accountability to develop your mission-driven work. Find out how at PistolandStigma.com or contact us at 1-844-476-5448. That's 1-844-476-5448. Pistol and Stigma, connecting people to policy and you to your community. Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. You are listening to Everyday Cannabis. If you have a question or comment about our show, please send an email to Eva at EverydayCannabisRadio.com. That's Eva at EverydayCannabisRadio.com. Now, back to the show. Okay, we're back. And as I said, today's show is brought to you by the Cannabinoid CBC. Uh, CBC is the third most common cannabinoid in the marijuana plant overall. And in some strains, CBC may even take dominance over CBD. Uh, Like CBD, CBC is not psychoactive, but like CBD, it does interact with the THC to enhance or modulate the psychoactive properties. Uh, So it has that synergistic effect. It's an anti-inflammatory. And in 2010, research found that it's actually even more effective when it's combined with THC. So that's that entourage effect that we've talked about a lot on the show um, and the synergistic relationship. And when coupled with THC and other cannabinoids, CBC has also shown promise in fighting breast cancer and anti-tumor growth. Uh, CBC also actually has promise as an antidepressant, as shown in mice studies. I am not a fan of mice studies. Actually, I'm not a fan of any animal studies. But in the science world, I guess there's a surefire way to test if a rodent is depressed. Um, I hate even saying this, but you suspend it by its tail and then you watch to see how much it struggles to get away. And then the more the mouse struggles, the more elevated the mood of the mouse. Isn't that terrible, Rebecca? Um, but this, that test is called the tail suspension test, TST. And uh, researchers from the University of Mississippi found that mice that are treated with CBC struggled significantly more than mice that were not treated with CBC or that were treated with other cannabinoids. So um, the amount the mice struggled also depended on how much CBC that they were given. Mice given 40 milligrams of CBC struggled less than mice that were like given 80 milligrams. So it does show that that it has promise as an antidepressant. It's also um, Ethan Russo, who's a wonderful doctor, um, he he wrote about it being a mild antifungal, and it also encourages brain growth. And uh, on on that note, I think we may be out of time here, Um, but... uh, uh, the, uh, really quickly, a 2013 study found that CBC may actually help you grow new brain cells regardless of your age. So that's pretty significant, um, and that's a process that's called neurogenesis, and it is uh, possibly maybe a potential cure or uh, helpful for Alzheimer's disease someday. 
So. Wow. Yeah. Never heard about it, right? CBC, amazing cannabinoid right there. And you never hear people talking about that one. (laughs) So basically the entire world needs to start ingesting CBC so that we're less depressed and nicer to each other and smarter. Yeah, especially today. (laughs) Oh my God, I wish I were a patient. (laughs) Well, you don't have to be. (laughs) Technically, next year, that's correct. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. All right. Oh, okay. We have have four minutes so close. I read it wrong. So we can talk a little bit more about this election thing. So I think that people in Nevada are going to be really thrilled. Um, And we're going to see... a a lot more of a boom in business. I was a little bit worried for our state, I have to say, if it didn't pass, um, just because the the patient numbers uh, were not growing exponentially, you know, hugely. There's only so many people, uh, I think 200,000 in in Reno area, and uh, there's quite a few businesses. So I think that now everyone can just take a big... Ah, sigh of relief, <laughs> and and uh, the businesses will start to pick up and do better, and everybody there's you know going to be plenty of of room, and uh, we can all just get along and uh, and smoke a joint and be happy, right? <laughs> Sounds like a great great future to me. Um, yeah. I will know up in the last segment. Tick brought up uh, San Bernardino, which is my hometown from California, and they passed a ballot measure that will allow for medical cannabis businesses to thrive there as well. So go home team. Yay, both of our hometowns now. That's pretty cool. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Hometowns having, I, I just still, I can almost not get the sentence out because I, I, for listeners, you don't know, I'm, for, I'm almost 42. And uh, I mean, this was just an impossible thing uh, when I was younger. You just, it just didn't, you, you could never imagine this happening. And it's just so exciting to me that it is now Um that that I, I can I can I still can't believe my job every day I still can't believe that it exists so uh, you know it's it's a wonderful day for cannabis and uh, and then an interesting uh, interesting week for the rest of the nation and uh, I think we should just go on just loving each other and spreading that uh, spreading that goodwill and the cannabis because I think when cannabis is legal uh, I think the world's going to start to be a better place. <laughs> yeah. Yep, here, here. All right. Well, everybody, uh, the next time you hear from me, uh, you are all going to get to go to the marijuana business uh, convention in the fabulous Las Vegas. So I will either see you there or I will take you there. <laughs> and it's going to be a lot of fun like it always is every year. Everybody's there and uh, it's going to be fantastic. And we can't wait to go. So uh, we will see you there. And until next time, namaste.
Thank you for tuning in to Everyday Cannabis. Please join Eva Sativa for another episode next Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Until then, no sticks, no seeds, no shame. again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the voice america variety channel for more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest please visit VoiceAmericaVariety.com. the voice america talk radio network is the worldwide leader in live internet talk radio visit VoiceAmerica.com. the views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the voice america talk radio network it's staff and management.